Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platform. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions. North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Plant, John Paul Jones, and the late John Bonham played together for the first time in London, becoming one of the most iconic bands of our time, perhaps ever, and that is Led Zeppelin. Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now today and for the rest of the week. Bob continuing to enjoy his vacation. We will continue to enjoy what little is going on in the hockey world here in the dog days of summer, but that doesn't mean that we don't have another jam-packed show for you. At 12.35, Darren Baumgartner will check in. He's been involved heavily with the Cross Cancer Institute and their relationship with the Edmonton Oilers. We've got the 31st annual Glenn Anderson Day of Golf coming up this week, so we'll get all the details on that coming up at 12.35. We're going to hear once again from Oilers head coach Dave Tippett in conversation with Bob. This happened right at the end of July, and there was a lot of uh, relevant informative nuggets if you will in terms of how this team might operate in the upcoming season so we'll check in there at 105 and then 135 the ever entertaining host of Inside Sports right here on 630 Chad. We'll check in with Reed Wilkins once again. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. You want to get in touch? You can do so on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Quiet Riot rocks the River Cree this Thursday, August 15th. Get your tickets at rivercreeresort.com. And of course, you can text us at 630-630. That's the Heartland Ford text line. Not your small town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And today I'm asking you this. Who do you believe to be the top prospect in the Oilers' system right now? And how soon do we see them debut? Or re-debut, depending on who you think. 
The reason we ask this is because NHL.com had an article published by Derek Van Deest, who is a local reporter here on the Edmonton circuit, but he contributes to the NHL.com site, and he listed his top five Oilers prospects. Checking in at number one, Evan Bouchard. Do you agree? You can text me at 630-630. Or who's your top pick? Is it perhaps Tyler Benson? Maybe Kyler Yamamoto? Are you still a believer in Yessa Pugliarvi being the top prospect in this system? Let me know at 630-630. We'll get to those uh, soon here. And of course, we're on Twitter as well, uh, at OilersNow, at Bob Stop, underscore Stoffer and at Brendan Escott. Some uh, news breaking south in the province here, just as we kick off the show. Pat Steinberg of the Sportsnet 960 tweeting that uh, defenseman Yusuf Valamaki sustained a torn ACL over the weekend, will require surgery. He's out indefinitely. Big mobile defenseman. Certainly could have been a breakout for them this year. Was likely going to log a lot of minutes on that bottom pair, I would think. Of course, the Flames still with one of the better defensive cores, and they just lost a big piece in that in Yusuf Valamaki. What is typically an ECL recovery? You're looking at, if it's fully torn, that could be the season. Simple as that. So Yusuf Valamaki going down there. Uh, Any other details on that emerge? I will certainly throw them your way, but right now we're going to dive into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. It's brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. So, remember, I'm asking you who you think the top prospect in the Oilers system is. I want you to text me at 630-630. On Friday's show, we had NHL.com senior fantasy editor, Pete Jensen, and we asked him about the Oilers' season outlook, of course, from the fantasy angle, but in reality, this response uh, goes right across to just the outlook as a whole for the Edmonton Oilers. So can Leon Dreisaitl repeat what he did last year, and, and what does the rest of this roster look like in terms of point production? Here's Pete Jensen. Yeah, I mean, he needs to see some time with McDavid to keep this up. Uh, anybody would, I think, uh, whether it's even strength or on the power play. He's definitely going to be on the power play with him and probably still going to see large stretches with him at even strength. But the thing about Saddle, he plays all three positions well. Uh, he can remain fantasy relevant and very productive, whether he's with or without McDavid on right wing, left wing center so the Oilers added James Neal like you mentioned uh, they have Nugent Hopkins I think Nugent Hopkins is probably going to play more often with one of those two McDavid or Drysaddle uh, under Dave Tippett uh, which could spread out the scoring a little bit and that's what Edmonton needs to do I mean they had 200 point guys a 69 point guy and then their next highest uh, point total was 41 from uh, defenseman Darnell Nurse so they need to up the ante a little bit improve the team as a result of spreading out their scoring. But I think Drysaddle keeps it up. I see him definitely scoring, you know, 85-plus points, even if he regresses a little bit. That's really valuable in fantasy. It's hard for me to believe that there's still people that think that Drysaddle and McDavid need to be separated. I understand the argument made by those who feel that way and that it's better for the roster if they can spread out the scoring, but it's also good for the team if you have two players that are up over 100 points because that didn't happen for any other team. You know, and if, if if they can round out the scoring, 
Obviously, that didn't equate to a playoff berth, but if they can round out the scoring and can get some solid goaltending and they can keep the puck out of their own net better than they did last year, that might result in a wildcard spot this year. That's what I think. But interesting to hear Pete Jensen say what he has to say from an outsider's perspective on the Edmonton Oilers, but he also talked about some coaching changes around the league. So we know that in Philadelphia, Elaine Vigneault is taking over behind the bench there, and we've seen him produce quality offensive players while he was in Vancouver. Of course, the Sedins winning several Art Ross trophies under the tutelage of Elaine Vigneault. And then you look down at Florida, and they're working with one of the best of all time in Joel Quenville. And right here in Edmonton, Dave Tippett, who some people still seem to believe is a defensive-minded coach. Tip won't tell you that. Tip will tell you the exact opposite, but what does that mean in the opinion of Pete Jensen in terms of how things might look, fantasy or otherwise, for this upcoming season? Here's what he had to say. Well, yeah, almost every year you see a coaching change and then it sparks a team into the playoffs. I mentioned I really like Florida's chances of making the playoffs. Uh, I think the Atlantic is going to get four teams. Most people would probably agree with that. So I like that. I like the um, the Flyers' perspective for Carter Hart with uh, Kevin Hayes added to the mix. There's They have four nice center options between Couturier, Giroux, uh, Kevin Hayes, Nolan Patrick, a lot of talent, a lot of offense. And Elaine Vigneault usually gets the most out of his teams, at least for the first few years. A uh, guy that's been to the Stanley Cup final two separate times with two separate teams. Yeah, for Edmonton, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I could see maybe some of those point totals coming down a little bit, but the team improving overall under Dave Tippett. But then again, in Arizona, he took that team to the Western Conference Final one year, and they did not have much forward talent. So I'm really interested and intrigued to see what Tippett can do uh, to round the Oilers uh, into form and hopefully get them back to the playoffs for all those hardcore fans in Edmonton. And, yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't sleep on the Anaheim Ducks either with their new coaching change. Um, Dallas Eakins from their AHL affiliate, he's coached a lot of those young players, Tasha, Troy Terry, Max Comtois, Sam Steele in the AHL, even John Gibson, who is an obvious bounce-back candidate. I think if the Ducks make the playoffs, Gibson could be one of the most valuable fantasy goalies, and you can get him at a discount right now. So a lot of fantasy coaching implications. We actually have an episode of NHL Fantasy on Ice devoted just to coaching changes. There you go, and you can check that out. Uh, it's available on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're getting some texts, some serious, some otherwise coming in at 630, 6.30, asking who the top prospect in the Oilers system is right now, and when do we see them debut? Texter in Edmonton says Bouchard, and I think we'll see him about halfway through the upcoming season, perhaps sooner. Yeah, I, I think there's an argument to be made there for sure. And what I really like about Evan Bouchard personally is is just the level-headedness. He doesn't really ever seem to deviate from sort of a gray area, if you will. Uh, he doesn't seem to get too high or too low. And in a market like this, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. So we'll see if that translate, translates into a debut uh, for him at some point this season or a re-debut, if you will. Of course, he had the cup of coffee last year. But uh, can he stick? We'll see. And we know he's going to be pushed by guys. Guys like Caleb Jones, William Lagason, Joel Persson. They'll all be battling for those spots out of camp. Keep those coming at 6.30, 6.30. We're going to press pause here on Oilers Now. We'll come back with more of your texts and NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. 
This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chet. 1219 in Edmonton. We are talking prospects. Oilers prospects specifically. And who you think is the top prospect in the system. I think there's a case to be made for a few guys. Uh, Evan Bouchard is probably the front runner in this respect just because of the season that he had last year. Uh, you'll remember he only had the one goal, but that came in his final NHL game before being sent back down to the London Knights where he co-captained the team and proceeded to put up 53 points in 45 games. Then he came up for the Bakersfield Condors playoff run and was a point-per-game player as well. So Bouchard, a big 6'3", 195-pound defenseman, likely has that top-pairing pedigree, but then so does Philip Broberg, our uh, most recent Oilers draft pick on the list, which I'm referencing right now, which you can find at NHL.com. Philip Broberg checking in at number four, and we know what the skating pedigree is there. I don't know if he has quite the shot that Evan Bouchard does, but think about, say, four years from now. I mean, if that's your your top pairing or or guys competing for number two in a number two pairing... (laughs) <laughs> this team's in good shape on the back end. That's suffice to say. But let me know at 630-630 if there's a case to be made in your mind for Caleb Jones. Perhaps you think he's the most NHL ready and that's why he's your top prospect. Perhaps it's Tyler Benson. There's another guy who was nearly a point-per-game player in Bakersfield last year in his first full healthy season that we've seen perhaps ever as a part of him being a part of the Oilers system. Of anybody who has a genuine shot at cracking this roster right now, he seems to be talked about the most as Tyler Benson. So let me know on the Heartland Ford text line. Right now, though, we'll go to NHL Today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Get the hottest branded items for summer like blankets, camping chairs, coolers, outdoor games, and more from Elite Promotional Marketing. Well, we talked last week about whether Don Waddell was going to operate without a contract in Carolina. That is no longer of concern. He has signed a multi-year contract extension with the Carolina Hurricanes to stay on as general manager. Owner Tom Dundon saying Waddell's leadership and experience are invaluable to the franchise. The 60-year-old, remember, was a finalist for GM of the year last season. That team surprised a lot of people. The Florida Panthers will retire Roberto Luongo's number one on March 7th when they host his hometown Montreal Canadiens. How perfect is that? Luongo totaled 19 NHL seasons, split between the Panthers, Canucks, and Islanders, and his third all-time in career wins with 489 trailing Marty Brodeur and Patrick Waugh. He is the first Panther, by the way, to have his number retired in the 26-year history of the franchise. MTB Sports in Finland reports that Sabres D-man Rasmus Ristolainen wants to be traded. He was a league worst, minus 41 last year, and said uh, in a recent interview he hasn't enjoyed playing hockey there in the last couple of years. He is under contract for three more seasons, $5.4 million cap hit. He said he will be at somebody's NHL training camp come September 12th. Avalanche general manager Joe Sackick doesn't want a bridge deal with star forward Miko Rantanen, understandably so. He told NHL.com they're waiting for comparable contracts to emerge before signing Rantanen and they will settle for a bridge deal if they have to, but the hope is to income long term. Of course, other notable unsigned restricted free agents 
agents, and I can't recall a season where we've seen this before, this laid into things. Braden Point, Matthew Kachuk, Patrick Laine, Kyle Connor, Brock Bester, and of course, what seems to be the main domino that's yet to fall, and that is Mitch Marner. For what it's worth, Blue Jackets captain Nick Foligno spoke at a charity event and said all of these kids deserve their money. So they seem to have the support of their peers in terms of holding out to get paid. A development board voted in favor of uh, a new development that would give the New York Islanders a new arena at Belmont Park. Scheduled to be open for the 2021-22 season, the $1.3 billion project could begin as early as this month. Um, uh, those familiar with the horse racing scene and, of course, the Belmont Stakes would know it's going to be built adjacent to that racetrack. And finally, Oil Kings forward Jake Neighbors and Team Canada claimed silver at the Holinka Gretzky Cup on Saturday, falling to Russia 3-2 in the gold medal game. You want to talk about prospects. Cole Perfetti, to get them to that game in the semifinal, two goals, the only two goals by Canada, and this was going on on Friday, to get the game to the point of overtime, then a shootout. And in Jonathan Taves fashion, Perfetti then went on to score three times in the shootout to propel Canada to the final in the first place. Now he's being talked about as a potential candidate for number one overall in the 2020 draft. I think Alexi Lafreniere and Quinton Byfield are going to have something to say about that. But it was a just an outstanding performance nonetheless. All right, we are talking Oilers prospects, though. Wow, the Fizzler says that Brendan Escott is the top prospect in the Oilers organization. An up-and-comer that shows some promise. Well, I appreciate that, Fizzler. Uh, Texture out of Edmonton says, looking forward to seeing Tyler Benson in camp. He's the real deal. Terry from Bentley says, Tyler Benson and Caleb Jones will both start with Edmonton. Another texture out of Edmonton saying that Kyler Yamamoto is a wasted pick and won't play a whole season in the NHL. Keeping in mind that he had a wrist injury that plagued him for most of last season. So tough to read much into what you saw out of him last year. I think he will at least be a third line player moving forward. He's scrappy enough. The comparison has been drawn to Brendan Gallagher. And if that's the case, I don't think that's a wasted pick at all. But he needs to get healthy. He is an undersized guy, and he's going to have to bulk up a little bit to survive at the NHL level, especially if this team gets back into the playoffs anytime soon and he wants to contribute on that front. But I do like what Yamamoto brings. In limited action, we saw him very gritty around the net, and I think there could still be a case to be made for him as one of the top prospects in this organization. There's no doubt about it. His ceiling will not be, in my opinion, that of an Evan Bouchard, a Philip Broberg, or now even a Tyler Benson. Yes, a pulley RV for Rasmus Ristolainen, says a texture out of Red Deer. Well, it's possible. You look at trading a disgruntled asset for a disgruntled asset, but the money doesn't really add up there, now does it? Buffalo would have to retain an awful lot of that $5.4 million to make that work here. And I did have somebody tweet me before the show asking whether there would be a market for an Adam Larson deal for Rasmus Ristolainen. I don't think I love that. Jared in Red Deer says, what about Dmitry Samarukov? Yeah, good point. I think he'll probably need a, a year of conditioning in the pros, but if last year and what he did with Guelph is any indication of what he could do at the NHL level, I know he turned a lot of heads. And this is where you've got to tip your cap to how the Oilers drafted in the last little while. 
Samarukov was a third rounder? Man, that could prove to be an absolute steal. Keep them coming at 6.30, 6.30. We'll get back to this in a little bit here as to who the top prospect in the Oilers system is and when you think they're going to debut. That's the other thing that we need to talk about here. Of course, Samarukov is, is awesome. But whether he'll be awesome at the NHL level in the next couple seasons, that remains to be seen. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.